0: but I'll probably be a little shorter tonight. Uh, My desire tonight is to approach this particular passage of Scripture from a different vantage point. And it shouldn't take a terrible long time to do that. But it will be a little bit of a different approach to Psalms chapter number 1. Let's read that. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, but whatso- and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Title of this evening's message The Blessed Man is Blessed The Blessed Man is Blessed Let's pray Father, we ask that you would now work in our hearts. We thank you for the opportunity of singing and considering your truth from your songs, for the listening to the reading of your scripture and the truth that is brought forth there. And now we come to be taught by your spirit truth. Father, we ask that your spirit would do the work that's necessary in each heart and each life here, that we would each find the food that we need to sustain and grow our walk with thee. For we ask this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Psalm 1 is a classic passage of scripture. Many Christians have memorized this particular passage and can quote it without any difficulty. It is really a comparison of two kinds of life it's the end result basically of those two paths now before we consider those two paths which have been done thousands and thousands and times before I would like to start before the two paths split off okay see if you can get this in your mind get the picture in your mind you're walking down a path and there's a fork in the path okay So before you get to the fork, you're walking down the path, everybody's on that path, and then you take the fork. Now in this passage of scripture, there's two forks, there's two paths at that fork. Then in verse number one, we have the blessed man. In verse number four, we have the ungodly man. So we have a divergent path. We have the fork in the road. And up to that point, you're walking, and then you take a choice, I'm going the ungodly path, I'm going the path of the blessed, we'd call that the godly path. So there's two separate paths on the road. But before we get to the fork, what do we have? we have? At the fork, we have the ungodly path, and we have the godly path. But before we get to the, po- the fork, what do we have? We actually have man. Okay? If we have the blessed man or the ungodly man, before we get to the path, we just have man. Before they've met, taken either fork in the road... We haven't got to the godly or the ungodly. We haven't got to the good or the bad. We just have man. So before we consider those two paths, let's consider man. And I contend this, that, this evening that this man, who's on this road, before he, either, before he takes either path, is already blessed. Now, let's consider that for a moment. How is this man who's all on the path, man himself, blessed. Well, number one, he lives on planet Earth. And I don't know how much you Anybody pay attention to the universe and um, the, the stars and so forth? I know John is a fan of this. I love to, to think on these things. Anybody here else kind of pay attention to these kind of... The, the universe, Dirk? If you don't pay any attention to these things about what the universe is comprised of, it is totally mind-boggling. We will not get into the details on that tonight, but the universe is so vast you just can't even comprehend it. In fact, we have a difficult time coming up with mathematical terms to even deal with it. It is so vast that our brain, just we just cannot think in those terms. We live in We have our galaxy, but there are billions of galaxies. Ours is a small galaxy. Think about all that that entails, the largeness of that. Okay, and in our solar system, we have planets, and we have moons, and we have stars, and we have asteroids. You got that all in your mind? Now, what you find in outer space... As you find, the place is either burnt to a crisp or frozen solid. That's what all of these places look like. Think about the moon. Our nearest neighbor, our nearest landmass other than Earth is the moon. Consider what it looks like. Now think about man. Where does he live? in the one green glow, growing sustained place that is not so hot that he burns up and not so cold that he freezes to death that's where he lives the, uh, the the people who deal with this call it the blessed spot in the universe is planet earth and man lives there think what it'd be like living on the moon it would be a very hard life. We are in the place where, you know what, there's plenty of water. Everything that we need, the building blocks of life, are all here. We have water, we have oxygen, we have soil, we have light. We are not dealing with toxic fumes. We are, we are in a blessed spot. So man... Before he's made any decisions at all on his path, he lives blessed. Because he lives, God has placed him here on this planet. Man is also blessed because, number two, he has a mind to use. You know, lots of God creation has been made without the ability to think. Most of the teenagers are in that spot. Uh, That that slipped out, I'm sorry. True, but it slipped out much of the planet just does what it does without any thoughts about it the scarecrow in the wizard of oz depicts the woes of being left without the ability to think if he only had a brain but here is man he is blessed with the ability to think and to reason that is Is a blessing indeed so he lives in a blessed planet he has the ability to think but more than that he is blessed with an amazing body he is blessed with an amazing body we could talk on this for quite some time but I don't think we need to the way that the body operates is amazing I don't know if you've ever thought through all of this and about our bodies but the way that the body operates together. Do you remember back in school when you just, and I don't even remember now, how many systems are there? Seven, I think, isn't there? (laughs) You guys didn't listen any better than I did. I think there are seven systems in in the Bible. In the body. In your body, there are seven different systems. And the way that they all work together is amazing. The fact that your body can heal itself is totally amazing. I think one of the really amazing things is the way that the body works, okay, we all have different diets, correct? Some of us drink pop and eat junk food continually. Others drink drink healthy things like water. Craig, <laughs> that's nasty. You know fish swim in that, right? <laughs> some of people eat really healthy all natural things and other people eat junk food what does the body do with that you put it in it goes into your stomach your body sorts out what it can use converts that into something usable and gets rid of the rest depending on whatever you put in there it runs on it and some people eat a lot of variety some people eat the same thing but the body has the ability to convert all that into usable or storable energy, I think that's totally amazing. I think what the human body is capable of doing is amazing. If you don't believe that, watch a circus sometime. Get on YouTube, watch the Olympics. I was at Disney on ice way back in the day. This still has impressed me. <laughs> what the human body is capable of. I was watching this Disney on ice and they're all on ice skates and this guy is skating around and he's got strapped to his shoulders there's a pole that's strapped to his shoulders that's probably 10 feet tall and there's a chair on the top of that pole and he's skating around on ice skates with this chair 10 feet above his head on a pole. He's got it on his shoulders going around like this. Another two skaters on skates go up the stairs and they're standing on the top of the stairs and there's a teeter-totter below them with the teeter-totter part up toward their skates Another guy is skating around. He skates and skates onto that teeter-totter while these two guys jump off. They launch him, he does a flip, and lands in that chair. That's impressive. All on ice skates. And what do you learn from that? The human body is an amazing thing. What it is capable of doing. And you have one of those. You are not like most of the other things on the planet. You have this amazing body that you have been given. Man is blessed. He's also blessed because he has a will. Man is blessed because he has a will. Most of you, many of you are my age, or a little older, so you can remember when robots came out of the sci-fi era into reality okay this was all happening in the in the mid 80s when I was a kid this all started happening in fact I am at home building the old. if you're familiar with these things I've got a Heath hero robot which is the iconic robot from that time period and I'm gutting him out and I'm putting in all new guts new technology into him so that I can make him have a personality if you've studied the robots these days or have seen them, they actually have personalities. Now, the thing about a robot is he, and I, that this one will probably never get done. I'm working so slowly on it, it will probably never get done. But if I ever did get it done, he actually, he'll look like he has a personality, but he won't. Because he doesn't have a will. What he'll do is exactly what I told him to do what I programmed him to do and so it may look like it on the outside but actually he's a robot he doesn't have a will but our blessed man the man standing before he ever gets to his fork in the road stands there and he is blessed already because God created him with a will you are not a robot you have been given a will of your own Number five, the the man is blessed already because he has the ability to enjoy. You realize that we're surrounded by beauty. We're surrounded by things that give us pleasure. But not only that, you have been given what you need to enjoy that. Okay, you could have been surrounded by beautiful music, but if you don't have ears... What good is that to you? You could have been surrounded by beautiful sights, but if you didn't have eyes to see it, or if your vision was only monochrome, it wouldn't be the same to you. We are surrounded by things that are enjoyable, and we have been given the ability to enjoy them. You have a mouth that tastes. You have nose that smells. You have ears that hear. You have eyes that see. You are blessed because you have all of these things, and you can enjoy You weren't just put in a desolate place with no opportunity. You're blessed because you have the ability to enjoy. So our man is blessed already. He lives on planet Earth, a favorable spot in the entire universe. He has the ability to think and reason. He has this amazing body that he lives in. He has a will of his own, and he's surrounded by things that are pleasurable, and he has the ability to enjoy them. Now, if that weren't enough this man God has set his affections on now think about that he's got all of these blessings in his life his life is this blessed thing and God chooses to set his affections on that man God loves him this is very well known. We won't go into this any farther much than that. But a man who is so privileged by God already, now is the recipient of God's affection. Now the why of this is an age-old question. Why would God love us? David asked that question a long time ago in Psalm chapter number 8, and when he says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visit him? There is no answer that we can find to the question, why? But here's our man who's been blessed even more than he was originally because God has set his affections on him. And if we take that one step further, this same God who has set his affections on man reached down even farther to redeem this fallen man. Man has made his mistakes, he's done his sin, he's rebelled against God, And God reaches down. He plans the plan of salvation. He designs it and then enacts it. And Jesus Christ redeems man. And his redeeming work was done for an already blessed man. Okay, now let's see if we can get our picture all together here because we're we're progressing whether you know we are or not. We've progressed some way here. You have this man. He's standing at the fork in the road. He's either going to go ungodly or he's going to go godly. That's what Psalm 1 says. But he's a man standing here and he's already blessed. He lives in this privileged place he's got a will he's got the ability to enjoy he's got his mind he's got this amazing body God has set his affections on him and Jesus Christ God the son has died in his place to redeem him back the man is blessed okay we got that and standing at this spot he's going to make a decision He is going to choose to go this way or this way. He's going to choose the path of the ungodly or he's going to choose the path of the godly. Already God has blessed him beyond measure. So picture him standing at the fork of the road trying to decide, do I go the path of the godly or do I go the path of the ungodly? this blessed man has a decision to make. Now let's be clear here. The decision is not a confusing decision. This fork in the road is not some great mystery. Now we could take time, we will not, because this passage has been preached on over and over and over again. We could take the time tonight, we could take a half an hour to describe and define what it means here in verse number 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. We could take another half an hour to explain all the variations of running with the wrong crowd, listening to the wrong advice, letting the world influence you with its thoughts and actions and ideas. We could take another half an hour to discuss verse number 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in this law doth he meditate day and night. We could tell you all about loving or ignoring the Word of God. But the fact of the matter is, you already know. Everybody knows what they are letting influence their thinking. Everybody knows what kind of people they are spending their time with. Everybody knows whether they are loving or neglecting the Word of God we know what delight means. So this fork in the road is not a confusing fork. We already know what each path looks like. When our man, he's already blessed, goes to make his choice. If he makes the choice of the ungodly, what happens? Well, what he finds when he chooses the path of the ungodly, it goes into this, the ungodly, verse 4, the ungodly are not so, but are as the chaff which the wind driveth away, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. What the, the man finds when he takes the path of the ungodly he finds that many of the blessings that he started with are no longer that. He finds that his ability to enjoy pleasure leads him to excess in his life. He finds that this will that he's been blessed with takes him farther and farther down the path of wrong. He finds that this mind that he has that is a ble- supposed to be a blessing to him actually tortures him with the memories of all the things that he has done that are not right. His body that is such an amazing thing gets him into all kinds of trouble and then starts showing the ravages of sin in it. And now he's sapped and dealing with a body that is starting to malfunction because of this path that he's taken. God still loves him, but this man who started off blessed now finds himself hiding from God or trying to deny the fact that God exists because he feels so guilty in himself. And that blessed man no longer feels blessed. But that already blessed man, standing there at the fork of the road, he realizes that his blessings have come from God, and he'd better keep on that path. And so he heads down the path that he knows leads to God. And what happens to that man? Man. Well what it says here is blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night and here's what happens he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper this already blessed man finds himself blessed He starts with inexplicable blessings and ends up with unmeasurable blessings because blessed is the blessed man or the blessed man is blessed. Let's pray.